1: Welcome back to the Road of the Baseball Show. My name is Colin Kelly, the Baller Player at Overton Ireland, and I'm joined once again by a man becoming a bit of a regular here on the show. It is Connor O'Driscoll. We have talked on Road of His Overtime, myself and Sean Siegel, quite a bit about the great work that Connor is doing. Obviously, Connor won the FFPC Baseball Tournament in 2021, pipped us to the post week in second place in that tournament. But it's great to have him back. We are going to do another draft. We did one last week, Connor. We're going to jump in. We're going to do it again you can let me know this is how uh, impromptu we're going here we're like do we want to draft we're going to jump in we drafting in bbm tree or are we drafting the the puppy tree and
2: this is a bbm
1: draft this is it we're going for the big prizes we're not messing about
2: right i don't get out of bed for less than two million i've already won a (laughs) hundred thousand don't interest me anymore
1: that's a bit of Of a flash but yeah That's a bit of a... Draco's doing some flexing here at the start of the show, so (laughs) we'll we'll see. We are waiting for one person as we we fill up this draft room. For people listening in, we're drafting this one at 7.40 a.m. Eastern time. I'm drafting it at just afternoon my time, so it does take a little bit longer in the the morning times for these to fill up, but we are waiting on one additional person. What draft slot are you hoping to get here, Draco, as it has filled but it hasn't yet told us the spot?
2: Uh, Anything in the top five. Like, right oh we didn't get top five we got sixth
1: this is a so step in the right really direction bad for bad. me though uh step in the right direction i had been on a hot hot streak and uh, that cooled off quite drastically I, i've actually liked how my drafts have played out from the back end of the draft though uh, so i'm looking forward to this one. Sixth is a nice like five or six can be quite nice you get you know you can be like maybe that guy falls back to us whereas if you're drafting at the start or the end of the round sometimes you're like if i want to get that guy on my team i have to take him eight picks earlier whereas on the other side of things you're like maybe if we last four more picks we get a we get a steal there so we are picking from the sixth spot what are you hoping happens here i'm hoping that one of those top three wide receivers right. does a little slide to us
2: that's uh always the hope if if you get one of these slots, if somebody takes Derek henry or something maybe Austin Eckler goes a little bit early
1: i i've seen uh we love Saquon Barkley but i've seen Barkley climb up into the that first round a couple of times here over the last week
2: yeah yeah he, his his march has been steady and he definitely feels like a guy even in the second round we, we used to get him in the third but even in the second round you're like oh i'm still happy to take him because I, I feel like by the end of the draft season he uh he will be in the first round regularly
1: something that uh yourself and sean had done some work on we've talked on the best ball show about is the hyper fragile approach in 2022 but when that really started that drumbeat That happened, he was in the third round at that particular point. Uh, So things have changed over the last two months, but we may still have an opportunity to do that approach or a hero RB approach. But I think the words you were going to say is it doesn't seem like Jamar Chase is going to get to us. We're one pick away and he doesn't go. So we have the regular start here. The players we expect to go off the board have gone off the board. Are we going for Stefan Diggs? I mean, I've
2: got a million percent Stefan Diggs, but I'm, I'm happy to make it a million one percent
1: let's go million one seems like a very high exposure rate to a player yeah, but uh we'll, we'll, we'll go, go for Diggs. Right. yeah i think when we're at this point I, i've been interested i haven't drafted austin Eckler very often because i've been drafting thankfully so, like, a little bit earlier but uh, i think we're going to go we'll go with digs here for the for the brand
2: and then uh, just you, you, you might have to tell sean this uh, they they turned on an autopilot feature Whereas if you auto two drafts, two picks in a row, they turn you an autopilot. So you don't get your 30 second clock anymore. You, you'll have to toggle that off. So that seems like fun.
1: Maybe we just don't time out. And I think what you mean there by telling Sean is when we are doing these shows, not to uh, not to let that happen. So I, I'm pretty sure that Ben and Sean are planning to draft over this weekend. So maybe maybe we'll hear stories of that on. A, right. A yeah. TV let let, let them find there. out the hard way. Yeah, so after we select uh, stefan Diggs, Austin Eckler goes off the board. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. So we're very much what we would expect in the first round here. But looking at it, I was saying I hadn't drafted much Austin Eckler, but I think he still could be a very, very interesting play as that third running back off the board in these drafts. But I just I haven't had to do it, and in that situation there, and some people will notice this with some of the streams we're doing, some of the drafts we're doing. There will be times where like. You mentioned you have a lot of Stephon Diggs, and you're like, maybe I'll just go and take Austin Eckler. There will be decisions we make, and that's based on sometimes volume drafting and trying to balance right. our exposures and not like we, we talk a lot about we can be wrong in a lot of situations and we will be wrong. So you I'm know taking sorry. those shots also help potentially not be wrong mm-hmm. all the time. So Saquon Barkley could be an option here. DeAndre Swift could be an option. Debo then who just he goes off the board honor. as I mentioned. I just kind of click
2: him and he went. I think it's it. We either get our pick of these, or they're going to select them for us.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'd be a good move here to to try and go in and get um, kind of a hero running back build here and, and see how it plays out. The other players that kind of go in this range, Mike Evans ADP hasn't really dropped all that much. He goes in this range. Mark Andrews, Tyree Kill, uh, T Higgins, then is the the player who would go. So Swift goes. I'm happy to go Barkley here if you. Right, do you easy that
2: pick. One. Right, we we're we were already talking about. Happy to pick him in the second. Feel like he's going to be in the first. This is a bit of a a, a wild draft here. You see, AJ Brown went to the 201. Kelsey falls all the way uh, into the second. Javante Williams, 203. Like, we're getting the, the, these are some mad. These are not some ADP drafters. Like, they're, <laughs> they're willing to take some swings.
1: Hopefully that works out for us. Usually, right. uh, it's interesting, though. That's as high as I've seen AJ Brown. I was wondering. Was that a Ben Gretsch-led team? But uh, A.J. Brown going at the 201 there. C.D. Lamb going with him. That is a, an a, an interesting pair of wide receivers in terms of upside for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been drafting Lamb a lot because of the good draft slots. You'll probably hear this throughout the draft with some of the players we take. But over the last week, I've got a healthy exposure to, to C.D. Lamb, thankfully. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on this season. But we look here and we are three picks away. We have T Higgins in the queue. We have Mike Williams in the queue. We have Kyle Pitts in the queue. Done some shows this week when we uh, talked on Stadium Bananas and on to His overtime around why are we so high on Kyle Pitts? Are we too high and do we have concerns around him and Marcus Mariota? The kind of answer to that was not really and uh, Ben went with a, an alpha comparison and the alpha comparison that was uh, Calvin Johnson. So let's not get uh, our, high, our hype too high but Kyle Pitts in the third round is is very interesting. I think if he gets one more pick here, I'm just going to smile so much, and we'll have T Higgins on our roster. But are we going to get nipped here? I think we'd be
2: very very happy. Oh my oh, god, baby, let's go! That uh, is so nice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it. The Stefan Diggs T Higgins, uh, Week Seventeen correlation, and we got Saquon Barkley.
1: Like I, nice.
2: not, I'd, I'd be willing to bet most of the, the digs Higgins teams do not have Saquon Barkley.
1: I, I would imagine. So I've been taking T Higgins at the back end of that second round quite often, pairing him up with AJ Brown as well. So AJ Brown, as we mentioned, went a little bit earlier in this. We are going to have, we, we should, um, I was about to jinx ourselves that We will have some options we really like. I think when it comes back here, in the fourth round if Kyle Pitts lasted that would just be I might even get up and do a little dance at that point but Jalen Waddle might be there uh, DJ Moore does go off the board we talked about the ascent and ADP for Saquon Barkley we have seen a, a steady drum beat for DJ Moore I, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan but uh, I am quite a large DJ Moore fan so uh, hopefully that works out but he is continuing to climb in ADP Kyle Pitts does go off the board. That is nine picks away from us, so we can't really feel too bad. Who are some of your preferred options here in the uh, the fourth round when it comes back to us at the 4.06?
2: So something would have been interesting. We're, we're, I think we're still dancing if Jalen Waddle makes it to us. After that, we might want to think about Brees Hall. 43, you want to be a little bit realistic I I I tend to think Gabe Davis is a little bit overdrafted, um. But if we are building out this uh, week seventeen correlation, I think that's interesting. I do notice that uh, that the the Denver Broncos guys they haven't really jumped up after uh, the Tim Patrick uh, ACL news, and they should. Like this is very good. This is obviously terrible news uh, overall, but it is good news for their fantasy prospects and and you think maybe yeah uh, that might have been because they're kind of a little bit elevated already or
1: i think there was an elevation around obviously having russell wilson as the quarterback i think they probably would have been going you know they were a, they were a little probably high for me they're very close i've been kind of drafting the second one that is available i like both guys a lot and i like them with russell wilson we also like kj hamler jerry judy just goes off the board uh, at the 403 but I think they were elevated that little bit already, and it was hard to continue. I was surprised that they didn't move a little bit, though, because I do think we're seeing some overreactions to training camp news. But when somebody who is expected to probably be the third wide receiver on the roster gets injured, missing the season at this point, I'm surprised they haven't bumped up a little bit. Uh, you mentioned and Gabe Patrick, Davis. He
2: was always a spoiler as well. The guy who he gets five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And I, I guess it's not lighting the world on fire, but it, it's uh, – a You're at oh my god! Oh baby, Jalen Waddle here, right?
1: Oh yeah. This is a this is this could be a dream here. This could be the one in ticket. This This (laughs) we have started this very uh, very good now. Yeah, I I I, like we you said if Waddle got back, I was like "Mm, that that's probably not going to happen. So that is a lovely start of Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, T Higgins, and Jalen Waddle. So to get somebody who we think could be in the mix for the running back one overall and have those three wide receivers and then to pair that in with the correlation with the Bills and Bengals without really having to force any of it is is quite nice to start things off. Alan Robinson did go one pick ahead of Jalen Waddle there. Terry McLaurin goes after him. Deontay Johnson, who's after getting a big contract, goes in the next pick. The other player I would have been interested in seeing if he slid there would have been Brees Hall, but somebody I've drafted quite a bit with those back end of the... Uh, back into the first round selections and then obviously when we get into the the round or two after that I've been seeing and this is particularly at the FFPC I've been seeing James Connors slide a little bit and I've picked him up a few times somebody who I hadn't been drafting at all previously but I think maybe there's an opportunity to buy but you mentioned Gabriel Davis I do think when we look at the different formats and the different websites Sean has talked quite a bit about like trying to get Hawkinson maybe in this here format versus not getting them in the the tight end premium format, which is interesting to talk about, but based on where their ADP is and letting them slide a little bit. So somebody who I've been doing that a little bit with now is Connor is sliding over there, but Gabriel Davis in particular is quite a bit easier to draft at the FFPC than it is in this format, which is also interesting. But I think that is down to the week 17 correlation plays myself and yourself have talked off air about, the field and those finals being smaller at the ffpc which also leads to not having to beat out as many people with the correlations in week 17 so i think davis's adp is a little bit of a, a part of that and the other thing that i would highlight there is we've talked about it a bit on road of His overtime as well but gabriel davis's dynasty price is like kind of not reflecting what is right life prices in terms of uh, his
2: value of, is probably higher in dynasty like his is his, his well like i think i think it's i like think it's higher
1: lower I, I think yeah i think though it's high it's more costly to get him and redraft than dynasty which isn't usually the thought right. process for the younger player but what i want
2: younger player you're getting more value from them in dynasty but i i, I think we're 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 laughing here we've gotten our we've gotten their values we've gotten their uh anchor or be start and now we're getting the last of the uh the elite tight ends.
1: if you want to go kettle i'm i'm happy to go you're the, you're the guy writing the the premium articles about these the the player if, if kettle hadn't been there i would have pitched for would have been dk metcalf or rashad bitman i've been drafting uh metcalf a lot i've never really gone off the dk metcalf bandwagon i guess over the course of the the offseason i think he'll still put up particularly in basketball, he will put up a lot of big weeks. So he's somebody I'm continuing to draft. We get George Kettle. So now we have one running back, three wide receivers. We have our elite tight end. I don't really know. I probably, I know 1v1, I probably prefer Darren Waller versus George Kettle, who scores the most fantasy points this season. You know, if we if we play that out well, in the range you know of outcomes, the, it's going to You gonna know that the, the, uh, the
2: Roderick's range of outcomes app has, do you know who the number one tight end in that? It's George Kittle.
1: You're going to tell me it's George Kittle. I thought, I was thinking when you were lining that up, you were going to go with something that was very positive for us. So, George Kittle, George Kittle, I think, is the best tight end in the NFL. But as an NFL tight end, if if
2: the humans were playing a game of football against an alien race for the survival of humanity, (laughs) then, then George Kittle as our TE1.
1: That, well, that's our plan here we're sending them into the bbm tree finals and um, i think that opens up some other options so we have some teams here that we like to kind of stack together opens up some opportunities potentially at quarterback and things like that so jalen hurts goes off the board of quarterback but five picks in, i really don't think this could be going to a, a whole lot better for us here at the moment just for anyone playing over at underdog fantasy uh, if you want to sign up use the code RotoViz. you can get yourself a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 dollars, and then uh, Of course, you can challenge myself and Connor here for this team that is going to take it all down in the BBM 3. We are back on the clock. Who are your tasty options here? We do have an option to potentially go J.K. Dobbins. Elijah Moore is there. I
2: think think these are – I think I I probably lean and Joe Burrow.
1: I think I go Dobbins based on ADP. I think we have a chance to borrow.
2: Yeah, let's play the ADP game. And then we also – if we miss on Burrow, we can also get Lance. Hopefully – who is uh, who is also in that next round range?
1: It really depends sometimes draft to draft who is going with Trey Lance. This was a topic on stealing bananas over the past week. We do miss out on Joe Burrow, who does go one pick later. Um,
2: oh, he, he has Jamar Chase, so.
1: Yeah, so that, that is fair enough. But uh, when we look at it, I think that draft to draft, we do see the ADP change in a lot of these quarterbacks, the likes of a Trey Lance. Um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see. How are you feeling now that we do miss out on Burrow? We get J.K. Dobbins though, which I I really do like the Dobbins pick here. Um, how are you feeling about going with the quarterback here and Trey Lance at, at this point? I mean, rush?
2: Trey Lance is probably the true cutoff of the elite quarterbacks. Um, so I, I I whenever you're drafting, you always want to be drafting the last guy in the tier. You, you can do that every time, obviously. Um, but getting the last tight end in the elite tier, and if we can get the last quarterback in the elite tier, I think we are looking very, very good. We are already looking very, very good, but it can only make our team stronger.
1: By by ADP here, for people listening along, we are going to be picking right around the ADP spot for Trey Lance. We'll be picking uh, his ADP at the moment, 75. We're going to be picking here at 78. So, I was eight, so yeah, yeah,
2: it would be a bit of a value, I suppose.
1: Yeah, but yeah. we'll see how it plays out. We do have other options. There's a lot of wide receivers I did like in this range. Branton Ayuk another player I'd like in this range, but obviously I would prioritize right. the, the quarterback here. We will have the option of the likes of a Devontae Smith, Drake London, um, you know, Branton Ayuk, who I mentioned. So there is other ways to play this. Um, in hindsight, now that we obviously will, t- this will tell in two picks time if we don't get Trey Lance, but, uh, if we don't get Trey Lance, will that be a regret of yours passing up on Joe Burrow at the point to take J.K. Dobbins?
2: I think so, but he does make it back to us. Uh, Tom Brady actually gets selected over Trey Lance, so we are going to take Trey Lance, uh, right? <laughs> we are. So, uh, I guess he had uh, he had Mike Evans, so he was completing the stack. I think we've talked about this before where – stacking and correlation is important except for when it makes you take tom brady over trey lance
1: yeah it also so if we look at that team and it's not to pick it out i think go get your guys but trey lance or sorry joe burrow went to that team as well but seven to eight picks over adp and then um similar there for tom brady so reaching on both of those so in hindsight we get trey lance and jk dobbins they do get joe burrow and tom brady but they're passing up some other values who, when I talked about having this spot in the middle of the round, you can kind of let it see if those guys do slide back to you. Uh, and I think that's worked out really well for us. Dream pick for me here is either Devontae Smith or Branton Ayuk. I don't know if they will last back to us, but that would certainly be a an optimal situation if one of those do slide back.
2: I think we're also, uh, one thing that I, I do sometimes when I pick Kittle, Because you get the nice price on him, we got him in. uh, We got Kittle in the fifth round. I don't think it's egregious to take uh, TJ Hawkinson as well, where you you get the extreme value on Hawkinson. And then you, you truly have this kind of like best about worlds bully tight end setup where you are going to. I don't think we're going to have to. I think we probably get a value scoop here, it looks like.
1: Sky just went, Sky Murray just went at the 803, so a little bit of a bump there for him. But we're going to have options here. We have, well, I don't, that's, that could kill me saying that, but we have uh, two picks to go. Traylon Burks goes off the board. So there's three options in our queue. There's still three options in our queue. We're one pick away. You mentioned the Hawkinson play, but I feel like we should go Ayuk here with the hope that Hawkinson may slide back to us.
2: You don't do think, we, you think we we take the, uh, the 19 pick?
1: Oh, okay. The, okay. Get. I, I mean, expe- uh, he oh, did he
2: go. Went.
1: He went. And yeah, well, that would have probably made sense, but at ADP with the stack, and it's not even at ADP. It is a, a nine pick slide for Brant now Ayuk. I think makes sense here.
2: Yeah, we are obviously very happy with
1: our team. We were almost value hound in there with uh, Devonte Smith. I think Devonte Smith would be the play if it wasn't the case that we had Trey Lance. I think having Trey Lance, and for anyone listening in. I think that was uh, your dog. We could hear in the back doing the value hound there for us, so really adding in the special effects on today's show. Um, Eight oh nine, we do see TJ Hawkinson go. I was going to say you're not going to have to debate with me very much if you want to draft TJ Hawkinson, but I think Brant and I is still the the right way to go. How are you feeling about the roster so far?
2: Uh, obviously very pleased. Uh, we 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 I I think we're actually kind of in like an ideal construction, sort of like very gtoe where we've gotten the uh the elite uh it was, sorry we've gotten the early running back so we're at an anchor RB start and um, we've gotten the elite tight end we've actually we've gotten the elite quarterback and also in the old quarterback window when wise um, old quarterback window i mean round six through twelve so we haven't we we, we haven't had to pay a lot and then we've also gotten these ex- very nice values on our wide receivers, and um, we did take Stefan Diggs. We have that nice uh, week seventeen correlation with value T Higgins. We got Jalen Waddle a, a couple of picks after ADP. We've got Brandon i.E after ADP. George Kittle after ADP. Like we're we're just we're literally value handing attractive like correlations here. we're a couple
1: of adp bros here as we get through this draft
2: i mean like people say oh uh, correlation is overdone people try to overstack, but like you you get these opportunities where you can get your stacks this is exactly
1: the way to do it this is like after adp at adp not reaching you know getting your players where they're meant to go rather than what we talked about a little bit with the stacks for the team draft and beside us even though it was more we're more disappointed that they sniped us on the, <laughs> the pick uh, or took Joe Burrow after us, but we're into a, a spot here. One pick away. How are you feeling about where we should go here?
2: I think uh, I think Devin Singletary is the easy pick. What do you think?
1: Well, you're not going to get me to take anyone to stop us from drafting Devin Singletary. The other player I would say here that I would put in that mix would be Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Either of those guys I'm happy to go with. You can make the make the selection um both of those guys are i'm in on this year
2: okay um i i i, for, I mean uh, happy to be wrong lots of people lots of very smart people disagree with me but i i i would strongly prefer uh devon singletary over uh remandre I,
1: I just love the fact that i can like be the person trying to be like Are you sure you want singletary uh, do you want singletary it's like every other show i've done it's like I just want Singletary. Give me Singletary, so that worked. Right, out nice. you know, I, people can't say.
2: Oh, uh, oh, oh! I, I hear you. You, you, you can, you can basically hide behind me, and and be the person who appears smarter. It's like, oh, let's consider these other options, where secretly you do want Singletary. You just know. Oh, I'm I, I
1: want Singletary. Here. My problem is limiting uh, limiting my times that I can draft him. So we have an ongoing bet in the best basketball show. I, I often will message Zachary Krueger and be like, draft a Singletary again, draft a Singletary again. It's got to the point now where I'm just calling him Devon. Uh, so we get Devon there with that pick. But it gives us a running back room so far of Barkley, Dobbins and Singletary. It also gives us access to that game, which should be very high scoring in the Bills and the, uh, the Bills and the Bengals in Week 17. So we are... Five picks away, so we have time to think through it. Ramondre Stevenson, for somebody, uh, you know, getting a little bit of camp buzz. Myself and Sean talked about it on a road of his OT recently. Sean wrote about him this week. I think that the upside is incredible for him. Um, it's just that little bit tricky. I'm always reluctant with the Patriots backfield because Bill Belichick has exactly what he wants. He has a bunch of superstar running backs who are very, very good. Maybe not superstar, but they are like top tier running backs and it's gonna be interesting we are back on the clock you have Rondell moore in the queue you have kenneth walker in the queue i think for how we're building things out i would be going wide receiver here unless you yeah. strongly to take well
2: we do know that one of the, one of the um, the key rules of drafting and it's like you don't have to do it every time but you really should uh be looking to do it is you you want five wide receivers and uh, by uh by round 10 and uh, by the end of round 10 um, we're obviously very pleased with the receivers that we've gotten so far, um, but we just have to understand that, that the, the drop-off is pretty significant from here, uh, whereas I think we're going to still be getting uh, running backs that we like for a while. And to be honest, looking at it, we've gotten three in the first uh, 10 rounds with an anchor RB build. I, I think we're going to want to stop at five here, so only two more running backs we need. Uh, we're... We uh we do need we need to I guess be looking at other positions.
1: Yeah, and this is one of the challenges that does come up when you do take those running backs at you know, this point of the draft, particularly those first two guys. So we take Saquon, we take JK Dobbins, and then obviously now we have Devin Singletary. But when we're doing a zero RB draft or a pure hero RB draft, we pass on Dobbins. That's where the likes of Kenneth Walker becomes the guy to get. And um, right. I have a lot of rosters with Penny, Walker, or Singletary, and they're all in that same range. Then usually you're dipping in here where the likes of shot, White would be going. Um, so there's lots of options we do like here. But even again, White would be interesting, but I, I'm probably leaning to a different position. We'll see how it gets to us. In, right. In I'm guys. just
2: looking at – I'm just. I'm not even looking at construction right now. I'm just like looking at players I actually want.
1: And I'm, I'm not high on Tua really in general. I'm sure I'm kind of really in the middle on how it goes. But when we're drafting Waddle like we have, and you also have a situation where he does now have Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle, I think you could get into some interesting Miami Dolphins positions here if that was to work out for us a little bit later at the quarterback to get that second quarterback. Because I do think, and at that point of drafts, he may have the most upside of all the quarterbacks that are are remaining. Right. Um, who are you looking yeah, to Tua, target Tua, here? Tua
2: is the other one that I consider. And I'm like, uh, do I really want to reach on Tua? Um, but is there anybody here who's who's screaming at you?
1: At the moment, in this list of the down as far as Tua, there's nobody screaming. I have plenty of exposure at the moment to julio jones at much later prices um yeah could get into tight end but there is other tight ends that i'm going to look to get later in the draft so um with the dolphins no, know with the singletary or not the singletary sorry the waddle pick you know the patriots are the team they will be playing in week 17 but i think there's patriots players that we can draft later that i would rather get so i'm willing here we talked about not reaching but i'm not really in on Kirk cousins this year and we also i think can pair to uh, with
2: right Waddle. I think our opportunity cost to take Chua here is really low.
1: I think, just to name off the player, so we have Kurt Cousins who is well below ADP 10 picks at this point, but we do pass him up. But there is Alexander Madison, Christian Watson, Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Darrell Henderson, who is somebody i like to draft, but at this point with the three running backs we have willing to pass, Ronald Jones is in the mix there as well. And as I say that, Darrell Henderson goes off the board, but you're into like the Josh Palmer, Michael Galla, Ronald Jones who is somebody else I'd be looking to target, but... Those are the players that are going. And I am not jumping to draft any of those guys with right. our current construction over the quarterback, who I believe with two you know top five round, no matter how much they slide in ADP wide receivers, also somebody I think is you know fairly solid runner or uh, tight end in Mike Kosicki, I, I think Tua probably should be going a little bit and he's usually gone quite close to Justin fields who in this draft went right. much much earlier so i think we
2: i i actually i like you as a breakout candidate i'm not drafting him overly much but i i like i like him as a breakout candidate because like obviously they've stacked the offensive with weapons they've upgraded the offensive line they've gotten in a new offensive coordinator
1: a very good, good new... offensive coordinator if we are to be you know... a, a
2: offense coordinator a new head coach who was and who was a very good offensive coordinator He runs. He is a mobile guy. So you will get rushing touchdowns on the ground.
1: I think the fear with him as well from the mobility comes from the injury that he suffered pre-NFL draft. And that is still there. But we talk about, you know, people coming back from Achilles tears and, you know, takes them the year after. But, like, he's still coming back from quite a serious injury. So we should continue to see that improve. The other possibility is that it never gets back to what it was before the injury. But I just think, you know, at this point we take shots on, on him. I'm in a lot of drafts, particularly the super flex drafts over at the FFPC, where I'm deciding, do I go Tua or do I go Fields? They're basically going within three or four picks of each other. And I am very much exposed to Justin Fields at this point. So I may even have to pivot that to start to take Tua because I I do like Fields. And if you look at it, I like Fields from the Russian perspective. But if you look at the weapons that Tua has versus the weapons that Justin Fields has, there's not really a comparison there. Right. uh, It's
2: It's a different planet.
1: Yeah, so th- I, I, I am quite happy to take that reach. I know we've kind of talked – the reason I wanted to talk about that is we did reach. We talked earlier about trying not to reach, um, so that makes sense. We're back on the clock, though. Um, Who are you feeling here as Kurt Cousins is still there? But I think we could potentially get a second tight end and make a here and really load into the, the Dolphins. I, I,
2: yeah, I, I don't I don't know about Gesicki here. Um, okay. Just because we know that we love the tight ends later on. Dotson is just somebody who he's got the steady drum beat and uh, i know I'm, I'm, i've done a sean siegel on you here
1: you've let you've just you've just done me on
2: there i uh i let the clock run down there was no other choice
1: there, there was it's a bit of a flat here i would be probably pivoting at that point I haven't drafted Dodson very often, but I would be. I like KJ Osborne in this range, but there's a lot of tight ends that go here. So at the moment, Pat Fairmouth just goes off the board after us. Mike Kasecki is there. Then we're into the Albert Okuabunum uh, stage. I did get a, a comment on YouTube this week about it was actually a link to the proper pronunciation of Albert O. So maybe I should just go back to that. I did listen to the proper pronunciation and I didn't think I was too far off, but maybe I'll just go back to Albert O again uh, to avoid yeah. those. Yeah.
2: Well, if somebody's sending you pronunciation guides...
1: You're probably not pronouncing it correctly. Is that what you're saying? Probably not.
2: I, I, <laughs> I think we're probably, with our Irish tongues, we're probably at a disadvantage with these uh, with these names.
1: The uh, We are now five picks away. A couple of players that are in here that I really do like is Kenneth Gainwell and Michael Carter. Yeah. It depends but if we want not. to kind of... Yeah, we, we could start to really lock up our um, running back position here. Jameson Williams is somebody I've drafted. Is that I think will be an absolute lift season hammer. Um, right? How are you feeling here, though? Running backs or, you know Hunter Henry is there who would be a comeback or a bring back against the uh, the situation with the Dolphins right. in, in Week Seventeen. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not
2: 100 sure about him, but I just I think we should consider him. Uh, Hunter Henry here because, like you said, he he's a bring back. He uh, obviously tight end touchdowns are very emphasized in in this format with the half PPR and um, hunter henry probably very live to 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 get uh, multiple uh two touchdown get or, or one one to two touchdown games i think we should consider michael Carr oh we don't, even, henry don't henry. even get the opportunity
1: the one thing i would say here is i think we're really into tight end range if you want let it slide one more round but that is where jerry leverett comes into play as well as albert o, and then you're starting to get into no offense so we can go tight end here if you want. The other option is... Your I pick.
2: I, I stole the last pick. You yeah, I, I think picks.
1: we I think we go Carter here. I think Carter is the play. The other thing I'm just noticing is Kettle and Albert O. Oh, that's a bye week. Yeah. I just wanted to stretch out the O. Oh, that's what I'm going to do from now on. But they have the same bye week, which could have put us into a three tight end build. My no. tight end here is going to be Jalen
2: but It wouldn't have. I've still got the controls. I, I like to give you the illusion that... Uh, uh, you can tell me, but we weren't. We we were never selecting true tight ends in this build, column.
1: So were you going to go with Alberto?
2: He's gone. So uh, no, in the
1: last pick when it was. Oh, last pick.
2: I, I, I was torn. Honestly, they all seemed like good picks to me.
1: Are you saying that it would have been a two tight end build with the joint buy week, and you wouldn't have cared? Is that what the way we were going there? Buy yeah. weeks don't matter. You,
2: you you're going to worry about five points in uh in in the regular season? Nah.
1: We'll be fine. But uh, Everett would be my pick coming up. Jameson Williams continues to slide. He's currently 12 picks after ADP. He is somebody I really do like, um, but obviously the injury concerns are there. If we miss on Everett, who is a target here, Fant is my next target. Right, let's throw in there so we don't In the in In the meantime, then, we do have some other players that uh, do pair off, but any other players in this range, just say we miss out on them. Terry and Davis Price is somebody who's there, but who I really... I really like getting character there to go with what we have already. So I'm willing to pass here on, on running back. Yeah, uh, I, I, The I, other I, player, I, sorry, that I wanted to mention is, I did pair this down. The Colts Week 17 game is, I believe, the New York Giants. Let me, see. Yeah, so right would potentially have Paris Campbell as a target here for me as well um, to go against Saquon Barkley in that, in that one. So we'll see if that works out for us. Jim, uh, oh, I have one pick before us. Gerald Everett goes. Two picks before us. Um, so we're into an interesting portion here the draft is going extremely well i'm really pleased with how we're running here we do miss out on the tight end but we're right in that range where he would normally go we are one pick away what's your hope here
2: i think that um no fan is really the last uh tight end that we're happy to have it's let's go back back to the fall yeah go back to the
1: full queue for me first just check the full queue i'd well auto pick him anyway but uh I don't. Think we're you don't want to risk Paris Campbell.
2: I, I I'm happy to risk Paris Campbell to be honest.
1: Okay, uh, let's go Paris Campbell. I'm going to force that one on you. Go Paris Campbell. Take Paris Campbell. Take Paris Campbell. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. We don't take Paris Campbell for everyone listening. In.
2: I don't understand that one. He plays for the Colts. Matt Ryan is like a pretty old quarterback.
1: He like like he's got player. a long
2: inj- injury history. We we can take him here. If he gets back this, we're, definitely air air
1: here. If, we're uh, if he gets back to us here, we're definitely taking him now that we have a tight end. Um, the play there is that he is somebody who is, when healthy, always look good. He's in this offense, which look, I know I'm I'm more of a Matt Ryan guy than Sean is, but I think Matt Ryan's very much past his peak. But um, in this offense, he is better than Carson Wentz, and I do think that. If healthy, Paris Campbell can be somebody who, particularly when we're into the, the 15th round, gives upside. You know, if we're looking at this point, we're into Wendell Robinson is actually now peered into my eyesight. So Wendell Robinson to the top of the queue, please. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, there's a couple of interesting That's wide receivers order. here. Yeah, you,
2: you demand that I t- I, I take him uh, in the last round, but now you, want, you don't even want him at the top of the queue.
1: I will see. I think Wendell, one of these guys isn't getting back to us, so we'll hopefully get the other one. But no, um, I thought that the process there is there's a couple of wide receivers who I really like in this range. And you mentioned tight ends that you wouldn't go for. I'm still drafting the rookie tight ends as well, but the problem with those guys is we tend to need to go with a three tight end and, and probably take two yeah, of the rookies. Yeah,
2: honestly, the rookies, I like the rookies way more on FFPC. Same. Where... Uh, it, it's a lot more favorable to taking the three tight ends. There's 20 roster spots. You've got the tight end premium, and so if uh, if they do if you they do break out, you're getting a substantial hit. My my worry with the rookies here is that um, rookie tight ends are historically not great, and then even if you do get some kind of mini breakout, it's like how valuable is that really? In uh, a half PPR format, with only one flex spot, where yeah. the two flex spots, a tight end premium, the extra roster spots. To me, that's really uh, where you want to be, taking the uh, uh, the rookie tight ends.
1: Yeah, and Paris Campbell was off the board two picks before us. Let's hope Wendell makes it one more pick here, and that would be my preferred pick, Terry on Davis. Price is still there, 14 picks after AD Right, I, I mean,
2: he's obviously the, the clear second choice, but we're happy yeah. to get him right.
1: Yeah, and in this range, then there's a oh, we get an option of both of them, and actually, Alex Pierce goes off the board back to back with Paris Campbell. So those teams taking the shots on the Colts, I think we go Wendell here. Um, there is other running backs that we do like later right. on as well.
2: I, I think in another construction, and um, the fact that uh, he would correlate with San Francisco, he's he's a value would probably push Tyrion Davis Price ahead for me.
1: Yeah, we have we have made we have made the bet on the the passing game, and you're hoping that Trey Lance gets the positive rushing touchdowns and things. So it's kind of a bet against itself if we, you know, go with TDP there. So he is somebody. And we're
2: already kind of like well invested in uh, in running back.
1: So looking now at our, our current draft, we have two quarterbacks. We're set there. We have two tight ends. I think we're set there. Four running backs. Seven wide receivers. What way do you think we should be looking to finish this out from a a construction point of view in terms of running backs and wide receivers? We will have at this point, we have three picks remaining. So how do we want to see it? It probably feels like one wide receiver, two running backs probably, but do you want to pivot that to two running backs, one wide receiver? Do you just want to see what best available options come to us here in the last couple of rounds? I would be very interested based on not taking the Patriots options so far. The one player that I'm very interested from the Patriots is, Take one Thornton. I think we can potentially get him in the last round. Here is usually where I would go and get him. Uh Kendrick Bourne is a Patriots option as well. Is there anyone though specifically that you're looking? And the last thing is the the build overall is we're one pick away.
2: So I think we're actually looking at pretty classic two, five, nine, two here with the anchor. We've invested in running back, so I don't think we need the six, especially if we get Marlon Mack here. And then I think we kind of just take flyers. On uh, on on wide receivers to end things out. What do you think? Anybody anybody wide receiver sticking out to hear that?
1: Not that we have to go and get it this ADP. Not really sold on Marlon Mack, but I have been been drafting him as well. I know my my conversation on Marlon Mack has been. He's you know we talk about like a running back that's probably going to get to work to start the season. Probably gets a certain amount of carries, but. The difference in him in a dead zone running back is that he is going in the 16th round. Right. <laughs> he feels like he, but he has that similar profile where if we're four weeks into the season and Marlon Mack isn't getting any touches, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, right. he, I mentioned earlier the Achilles injury. He is now a further year removed from that Achilles injury. So we'll see uh, if he has some of that, you know, potentially explosiveness back. But yeah, I think when we're in the 16th round and the other part of it is, is he is now the fifth running back on this roster. I think that is a lot more stable than than going with uh, him you know in some zero RB bills. but I have been have been drafting him a, a couple of times but it's one of those kind of hold your nose picks when you're when right. you're roster.
2: I mean if you get 20 points from him in uh in week sixteen or week seventeen like that's a big deal. Like when you when you get them this late you don't you don't need them to be live for 35 point games. I, I thought you were gonna
1: say if he uh if he got twenty points over the course of all 17 games, but uh, we'll we'll see how he does in week seventeen.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, so probably not
1: over probably under not. on 20 points for the entire season for Marlon Mack. Which is more likely less than twenty points or a twenty point game in the fantasy finals. Uh,
2: I, I I would say under twenty points for this season is probably less likely.
1: Well, that's positive. That's a really positive. At least we're in a, a good spot with that one. Um, we are right. now wrapping into the the last couple of rounds here. The players that are in were heavily, in, and the younger players, I guess we'll say. We have Takeon Thornton, Quez Watkins, LaVisca Chenault. The bounce back, is it coming? Um, then we have a, a lot of our running back targets, and Chris Evans, Dante Foreman, Dearness Johnson. He's
2: just asking them in.
1: I think, I at, this think point, I at this point, ADP really does... Go out the window bit. its interesting though that we have Kendrick Barn as an option. I think you're probably better to go Barn at this ADP versus starting, but it's up to you. How do yeah, you feel about the Patriots?
2: Uh, I uh, listen, and uh, we're taking stabs in the 17th round. It is not. I don't think it's that important.
1: And, uh, and I'm also not against taking both of them, but uh, we'll we'll take Barn here because um, it is like based on ADP, it's a smarter one. So we are now into the 18th round. It'll be our final pick. So we have our eight wide receivers. So we're we going a nine wide receiver builder. We're just waiting to see. And I mentioned there that I wouldn't be against taking Tyquan Thornton also. Um, it kind of gives you the player that I think could have the upside and then the extreme upside rookie play. What's your thoughts on taking both of those guys?
2: I think that uh, I, I, it's like the Patriots is not like an offense that I'm heavily targeting. Like... It, 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 they they have all this confusion about who's going to be in charge of the offense. Apparently,
1: I sometimes wonder: do they, or are they just betraying that?
2: Yeah, and and that that's possible, but it's also like a, an offense where you know how they want to play, and that way is true. Uh, rotating through five different running backs, so that uh, that does give you some hesitation. But on the other hand. Like you talked about, you don't need that much upside uh, from your seven, like seven round seventeen and eighteen uh, guys. Like it could be true that um, Kendrick Bourne is a guy you need in week fifteen or sixteen, and then Tyquan Thornton is a guy uh, who puts up your your ungodly amounts of points in week eighteen. Like that is very possible. Tyquan uh,
1: Thornton could be your Jamar Chase, and uh, Kendrick Bourne could be your Tyler Boyd. Is that what you're saying?
2: yeah basically i maybe uh, maybe they're just like perfect comparisons for uh, t higgins t higgins or kendrick Bourne is the guy you need in week 16. yeah and then uh Thornton is the guy you need in uh in week 17.
1: so uh, we are two picks away here at this particular point but how do you feel about that in terms of like wide receiver flyers have you anyone else that you'd be looking to target looking at some uh, of the i, two I like
2: re- uh Chris watkins quite a bit in that department. okay
1: yeah. The, the other one, we haven't uh, stacked anyone back against the 49ers from the Raiders, but there isn't really any options here that are, are going to accept, right. so we're probably passing on that. We're
2: kind of playing a steamroll here. I'm not seeing anybody here that uh, really screams at me.
1: Yeah, and we. I, I think we go wide receiver here and settle with five running backs, but it's up to you if you want to you know, dash in, for example, right. like Chris Evans. But uh, Thornton or Watkins, I'll let you make the pick. We have about 10 seconds to go.
2: I mean, I I've got Tornton there, and um, I yeah. Uh, I guess I've 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 no uh, I've no issues with him. It's just one of those ones where uh, it's like, how can you be how how could you have that strong a conviction on on either either of them?
1: Yeah, my reason there for that is that we have the you know the stack as well with the forty names right. that would lean me towards it. I've no. Nothing against Quez Watkins, but uh in terms of drafts, I haven't been drafting Kendrick Bourne very often. I have been kind of waiting it out and trying to get Thornton. And that's just like he could be nothing, but he could also be somebody right. who's a major part of this offense.
2: I think as well, uh another thing that, that broke it in favor of Thornton there and over Quez, I've I've been drafting Quez. Okay. Uh, whereas I haven't really been I haven't really gotten a whole lot of uh, uh of of Thornton. And I'm like, well, what is that really a zero for me? It's not. Like, is it a three percent? I'd actually like I'd like to have some like level of uh, exposure there.
1: So running back through the roster again, we've Stefan Diggs at the 106, Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, George Kittle, J.K. Dobbins, Trey Lance, Brant, Nayuk, Devin Singletary, Rondell Moore in the 10th round. Then we had two in the 11th round, Jahan Dodson, Michael Carter, Noah Fant, Wandell Robinson, Marlon Mack. Kendrick Bourne and Taequann Thornton with two Patriots in those last two rounds. Looking back at how the draft played out, how are you feeling? You know, there was a couple of spots where we kind of... There's only really the Borough one is probably the one that we felt we missed out on overall. I don't think Hunter Henry might have fitted in there over Michael Carter, but looking back at who went in the Noah Fant range, you know, there's not a huge amount that I have we have missed out on there. What's your feelings on how the, the draft played out as a whole?
2: Um. Obviously, we had the dream start, Um we were kind of questioning: Do we really want? Uh, should we go Eckler? Um but given out how the rest of the team has played out, I'm kind. Of, I'm glad that we went Diggs. Like we said, we really do. It, it. It's really hard not to see Saquon in the first round by the end of the of the draft season. So delighted to get him in the second. Huge value on T. Higgins. We get that kind of co- correlation with Diggs. Nice value on Waddle. I, I I talked about this. We got the kind of cutoff. We got the last in the in the tier of elite. And I know some people would go down and say, yeah, uh, let's say T.J. Hawkinson is the last elite. Um, but I I, I do think that the, George Kittle and Hawkinson are, are in a very different tier. Kittle is is one where you, I think I think you really do have that strong. Uh, it is a strong tight end bet. I think uh, J.K. Dobbins over Joe Burrow. And that that that's prob- that's probably going to be one of the the biggest decisions of this draft. We could have it it our two B two is almost J.K. Dobbins or Joe Burrow versus like a Ed Chua and and Daryl Henderson or something like that. Like, would you rather Joe Burrow or Daryl Henderson or Chua Loa and a J.K. Dobbins?
1: Uh, to be honest, I think I think for the way the draft is played, like, does Darrell Henderson outscore J.K. Dobbins? It is potentially going to happen, but, you know, I'm with the build at the running back position. I think we take another running back if we had passed on Dobbins. Right. And I think we're pushing running back. Like, we got Singletary, but I think we're possibly looking into, you know, we took Rondell Moore over Ken Walker. If we pass on Dobbins, we're probably looking to take Walker there at that point. It messes you out on Rondell Moore. O- obviously, there's going to be a tale when the season ends if this team is successful right. or unsuccessful. But um, I- I'm not, I'm not feeling too bad, particularly in how it allowed us to work out the rest of the roster. So, based on who else we have, I like how that played out. So, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah I, like, well, like if we, if we take, like,
2: yeah, 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 like ha- having that kind of J.K. Dobbin's upside, particularly at the end of the season from the sixth round. That uh, that does feel really nice. It feels better, uh, that over like a Daryl Henderson uh feels better than like uh Joe Burrow over Chua, just because the the relative upside at, at running back just matters a lot more.
1: Than and and we may have we may have done this like we done something similar in our last draft, but we may have went Joe Burrow, Trey Lance, but at the same time the way the roster played out to get Brant and Ayuk down in the next round to already have George right. Kittle. I think like that all kind of brought uh, a more you know, positive spin to it. If we didn't get, say, Brant and Ayuk, and it's just Kittle and Lance, maybe we don't feel the same way. Whereas we didn't really, even looking through the rest of the draft, we probably don't have a chance to really pair Boyd in there with where he goes in this draft. So that leads us to just borrow and Higgins on that stack. So I, th- I think it's played out pretty well. But what I like to do, and this is something for people who listen to Rotovis Overtime or Stealing Bananas, you'll hear this conversation sometime as who is going to be in the first and second round in 2023, for example. And when we look at it, I don't know if J.K. Dobbins makes it that far, but like J.K. Dobbins with a good season this year at his age and at his profile is going to be a third, fourth round pick. He's going to be somebody who ascends. Right. I don't see Daryl Henderson being sixth round pick next year. Even if things go well, there's still going to be competition. He's going to be you know, I, I just don't see the same profile with those two running backs. And then we also look at two at the moment, like I mentioned with the wide receivers he has, if he comes out and there's a breakout season, he's right into that, you know, seven, eighth round discussion next season. You know, he's into the Justin Fields discussion. Justin Fields in this one went to pick 94 two it goes 32 picks later to pick 126. So, I think he's pushed up there. He's elevated. So I, that's why I'm not against it. I can see ways where that plays out. And if those things play out for this roster, then this roster is, you know, supercharged. That you're going to end up having, you know, 10 top seven round picks, if that makes sense. You know, you're going. that's where the advantages can come.
2: We're going to have 18 first round picks on this team. It's pretty
1: much, you know, in the 12 team format next year, at least 18 of these guys are going to be in the first round. That's <laughs> a fact. <laughs>
2: I think as well the other thing um, about that decision, and obviously we went the other way last week. Last week we went for Joe Burrow. Last week I don't, I don't believe J.K. Dobbins was available at that pick. J.K. Dobbins is just one of those unique players, unique opportunities where you I think you you bend the rules a little bit more, your behavior a little bit more to to get them just because you you have that true like top top upside uh, i I
1: agree with that and looking at how this draft played out so josh jacobs goes at the 51st pick so 503 in the fifth round then waller went then we took kettle at that particular point after that point then david montgomery is the only running back that went between our pick and the next pick that we had he went two picks before but you know, I, when we talked about uh, Kettle, some of the players that we liked in that range I mentioned were Bateman and Metcalf. They both go off the board in the next two picks. The next pick is Godwin, then Amon and Bryan, then Kyler Murray, Dalton Schultz, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson, Dar- Darnell Mooney. Like, we got into a spot there where that next pick is pretty much going to be Burrow or J.K. Dobbins. You know, there wasn't a... And after that point that he gets to there i think you you have to probably take it there on him and I'm, I'm higher on dobbins than most people but that's a nice spot to get him and it's in the dead zone but it feels like he has been severely undervalued and the you're getting an injury discount as well at the moment the other note well, there i mean, is, I, see I, him as, I
2: think i i wouldn't actually i know i'm the RB guy but and uh, i think this is much less of a dead zone than it would be in prior years where like you see him go alongside a guy like michael thomas Whereas two years ago, the opportunity cost at wide receiver is just much much higher. It's like it would have been considerably higher. Whereas our opportunity cost here, it is it's not much. The other thing I wanted to point out, and I I, I see you mentioned Josh Jacobs in um, at pick fifty one, and they they made Josh Jacobs play the first two series at least in the Hall of Fame game last night. And okay, well. You you did you didn't take a fifth-year option. You uh you're playing him in a Hall of Fame game, and and people are 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 kind of hanging on to the upside that he showed at the end of last year. At the end of last year, he was kind of like a, a true uh tree down, like kind of like bell cow back. But they've got an entirely new coaching staff, so like you throw that end of the year stuff like out the window. Like let's take it in, in uh, into consideration the new signal. From the new regime and that's telling us there's no there's absolutely no way he should be going at pick 51 and and not to not to rag on on that one uh drafter too much and um, but it, it i think that that's also a kind of a sign where when you're drafting in august if you can kind of process this new information as it comes that is like an an advantage whereas i think sometimes it can take a week to two weeks to really like feed into the, these adps
1: yeah no i would agree with that i also think that looking at that i was going to call out rashad penny going to pick 70 in the end of the sixth round is probably not an ideal pick as well even though i love rashad penny uh, so when we look through some of that roster maybe maybe we're in a, an 11 team league here but we'll see how it goes <laughs> don't want to be taking shots maybe we're completely wrong maybe it doesn't work out it was a it was super fun draft. I've really enjoyed running through the, the entire draft with Connor. I think this is one of my favorite teams on Underdog so far this year. So let's see how it goes. We have been trying to team up to take down one of these big tournaments. Uh, you know, you can't beat them. You have to join them as Draco beat us last year. So we'll see how it, it goes now as this season progresses. But I'm going to have to uh, keep an eye on this team. It is a pretty fun looking one. If you're drafting over at underdog fantasy, remember you can use the promo code ROTOBIZ to get yourself a 100% sign up bonus up to one hundred dollars of course make sure you're following connor on twitter at drico out that is d-r-i-c-o-o-u-t find out all the work that he has got going on all the stuff up on rotovis.com that he's putting out incredible content you can find him on the road of best ball feed as well i've done a number of different recordings over the last two months with them check out those you kind of get a little bit of a preview into what is in those articles so the links to all that will be in today's show notes thanks again connor for jumping on hopefully this one takes home a nice bunch of cash and i'll be heading over to the us shortly as well to meet up with you in person so looking forward to that over at the fantasy football expo so a fun week coming up here for us
2: yeah yeah definitely uh, looking forward to meeting you and uh, looking forward to seeing how this team does as well and uh yeah uh, let's let's keep these uh these draft streams going
1: yeah fun time so thanks to everyone who's listened in today hopefully you have enjoyed it until we're back with another one have a good one